0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Way of the Master podcast. I'm Tom Johnston. This is episode 11, where we're going to continue talking about the mentoring way of Jesus. Uh, And we're going to talk today about inviting someone into a mentoring relationship. So how do you go about starting a mentoring relationship with someone that you feel that God wants you to walk with? And, you know, uh, mentoring, you know, it's that relational construct, you know, of the, the mentor and the apprentice or the protege. And so how do you get into that relational construct? How do you start to walk together in this depth of relationship? Because obviously you're going to have some relational context for the person that you're going to be walking with and mentoring. And so, it's probably pretty rare when you walk up to somebody on the street and say, hey, by the way, I'd like to mentor you. Uh, they would probably look at you quite, uh, quite oddly. And, you know, obviously that's not something you're going to do. So, uh, you have some relational framework for the beginning of this relationship. What I want to do is I want to give you eight key things that I think I see in the ministry of Jesus that he did uh, in, in seeing these relationships form. So first thing off the bat, number one was he cast vision for mentoring. And so you're going to have to let people know that you do this, that you actively engage in mentoring other people. Second thing I see is that you have to assess the person for readiness. Now, Jesus did this a lot. I'm going to talk to you about how that happens. The third thing is you got to ask the Holy Spirit if this is something he wants you to do. You know, again, Jesus did that. We'll talk about it. There are four questions. That's the fourth thing. Fourth thing is four questions that you need to ask of yourself uh, in reflection with the Holy Spirit about the person that you're looking to mentor. Uh, The fifth thing is you need to make the ask. You need to extend the invite into the relationship uh, very intentionally as Jesus did. Uh, The sixth thing is define the purpose of this mentoring relationship. Seventh thing, define the expectations within the relationship. And then finally, the eighth thing is set the parameters for the relationship. So let's break it down. So the first thing is casting vision for mentoring. You got to let people know that you do this, that it's part of your life, that it's part of the way of following Jesus. And Jesus obviously did this. He He was known to... Uh, The people in the area, as a young itinerant rabbi, that's why the disciples respond to him, uh, uh, coming out of the boats and and responding immediately to him, uh, wasn't just some kind of magnetic personality uh, or some kind of divine thing. Uh, He had some context relationship with them, and he's casting vision. And so Jesus was casting vision for the kingdom of God and inviting people into that uh, relationship into the process of discovering what that was. And so he's casting vision for the kingdom. And that, uh, again, in their cultural context, what the pathway looked like for entering into that teaching that Jesus was doing was, of course, to become a a disciple. And so he casts vision and let them know that's what he was doing. Now, that's a big deal because today, most people kind of think that, well, what pastors do or leaders do is they preach sermons, they teach Bible studies, and then everybody goes home, and there isn't necessarily an understanding of the depth of discipleship and mentoring that goes on, uh, or should go on, let me say it that way, in the context of of our church life, of kingdom life. So people may not be aware that this is even a thing, and they may not be aware that you do it. Uh, Most of the time, because we are busy people, they think pastors and leaders, oh, you're just too busy to talk to me. And so we have to intentionalize a mentoring process with them, so that they can see that now really uh, you do matter, this is important, and this is the real big game uh, mentoring and disciple making. The second thing then is you need to assess the person for readiness to enter into a mentoring relationship. Uh, There's been many times where you know I I wanted someone to to come into a mentoring relationship Would hope they could come into a mentoring relationship but uh, they weren't really ready for it. Sometimes I've moved ahead too fast Other the times I thought they were ready, and uh, or I thought they weren't ready, and they were, and so I didn't quite move at the speed I could have. And so you have to assess the readiness for coming in. You know, are they teachable? Uh, Jesus was looking for this uh, when he told parables. In fact, parables are not so much an explanation of the kingdom to the crowds. they They were to the disciples, but Through the parables, Jesus is looking for, uh, you know, what we say today in in the Hebrew, the modern Hebrew is Shema Levat, the hearing heart. Uh, Do they have ears to hear? And so Jesus would always say, you know, if you have ears to hear, you get this. Come see me. Let's talk. I would like to add you to my cadre of disciples. So in the big group environment, Jesus is only looking for people who have, uh, you know, a hearing heart, ears to hear. They're, They're teachable. And so, quite honestly, that's what I think of, of preaching is, is preaching and teaching and interacting with people is I'm simply looking for who disciples uh, could be, uh, the person who wants to go to the next level. And I usually see that because they're hungry, you know, they're spiritually hungry, they want more. And and it, there's a lot of people that come up to me, oh, Pastor, that was a great sermon. And it's like, you know, I'm very gracious, and I thank them for that, and and they're they're, they're genuine about it, but really what I'm looking for is for the person who's wrestling with what I've said and who's trying to make application of their life and uh, who's trying to do something with it rather than just feeling it was something great to hear. And, you know, one of the things too is like, you know, can they invest time in a mentoring relationship? So they have to be able and willing and ready uh, to respond to that. And, and in that, uh, you can discern their readiness, now, sometimes they're not quite ready, and so I, I say I leave them in orbit. You know, they're in orbit relationally. Every once in a while, they're going to make a near pass, and maybe sometime they're going to come in to land. So what I tend to do is when they're orbiting, uh, orbiting and coming by, I'll just check in to see if they're ready to land. And if they are, great. Then we'll step forward into that relationship. Now, the third thing is, is ask the Holy Spirit if, if mentoring this person is what he wants you to do. Uh, it sounds logical, right? But often we get all excited or we get discouraged when we see somebody and either we're, we're like, oh, they'd be great or like, oh, that person's never going to work out. And so so with that, uh, you know, we really need to ask the Lord. And, and Jesus said, you know, he in John 5, 19, he only did what he saw his father doing. Whatever the father did, the son does likewise. The son could do nothing on his own accord. And so when it gets into mentoring people, we only want to invest where the Holy Spirit is telling us to. Now, I know that sounds like we're playing favorites, and and we're not, but we are being intentional about the relationships we're in. And so we need to uh, take the time to pray and ask the Holy Spirit if He wants us to do this. And if He does, uh, you know, we need to pursue that. Now, now sometimes a person will approach you about that kind of depth of relationship and and ask to be discipled, ask to be mentored, which is great. You still have to pray and ask the Lord, you know, is this someone you want me to respond to right now? Uh, And that's super important. So the fourth thing is ask four questions. Now, I'm going to give you those four questions, but remember questions are the heart of the rabbinic way of Jesus where he's always asking questions, learning uh, at, at the adult level of course is self-discovery it's it's discovery learning um, and so for someone to learn something and own it and make it their own they have to discover it so we're guiding the journey of discovery now I've got a lot to say on past blog entries about this uh, on the uh, way of the master.net you can go and find some of the earlier blogs talking about question asking I have more things to come on that so Uh, If you want some more information on these questions, uh, it's a good place to go. So, four questions. First question. Who is this person in Christ? So, you're asking that of yourself. You're asking of the Holy Spirit. you're, You're reflecting. You're evaluating. In other words, who is this person as a disciple of Jesus, as a son and daughter of the Most High God? So, basically, you're trying to understand their identity in Christ and figure out where they're at in their identity journey. So, do they kind of know who they are? Are they just figuring this out? They don't have a clue. Because all of that's going to play into the mentoring relationship. You're going to have to address it, and you're only going to be able to move forward in areas where they're solid in their identity. So second question, what is Christ doing in this person that I, that I can partner with? So what is, what is the Lord doing that I can come alongside and help facilitate? So basically, what is the inner transformation that's going on That the Lord is working on that right now in this person, not just what they need to have happen, or not the needed change, but what's God doing right now? And so, how can I partner with Him in the transformation that's taking place within this person? And so that is super important to understand as you're entering into a mentoring relationship with someone. Third question: What does Christ want to do through this person? So basically, what's the kingdom contribution? What's the calling? What's the gift set? What do they bring to the table of Jesus? So what does Jesus want to do through this person that I can facilitate happening? So how can I facilitate what God wants to do through this person? So the second question, what's God doing inside them? Third question, what's he doing through them? What's he want to do through them? Last question, fourth question, how are they doing living in kingdom community? So how are they doing functioning in in godly relationships within Uh, the local church environment that they're in. Like, how's that going? Because everything is about relationships in the kingdom and you're going to have a relationship with this person if you walk with them. So you really have to understand how they're doing in relationship with others. It's vital. So those are the four questions. Who is Christ in this person? What is Christ doing in this person that I can partner with? What does Christ want to do through this person that I can facilitate? And how are they living in kingdom community right now? So, fifth point of the, the eight points of starting a mentoring relationship is you got to make the ask. In other words, you've got to in- extend an invitation. Now, Jesus did this. He would say, follow me, and people would respond, or they, they'd respond positively, or they'd respond negatively. So, there, there has to be an intentional invite at some point. Now, there's a lot of things that can happen, where you're, you're passively or tangentially mentoring someone, you're kind of uh, breaking up the fallow ground in their life, you're, you're cultivating the relationship. So there might be a lot of mentoring that you're doing before. There's a, a kind of an intentional or formal ask. But at some point, there does need to be an intentional discussion around this. And, and Jesus made it very clear that when he was asking someone to follow him, that there was a response uh, that was needed. So there's an intentional ask. There needs to be an intentional response. What you don't want to do is get into a relationship that you think is one thing and the other person thinks is something else. And so the intentional ask starts that process. The next thing, step six or critical factor six, it goes along with that. You have to define the purpose of the mentoring relationship so define the purpose of the mentoring relationship and, and you know as jesus said follow me and i will make you fishers of men so there's this idea that you're going to become you know they were going to become rabbis that they were they were they were rabbi apprentices and in that you know here's what the purpose of this relationship is and so you need to define that uh you know here's what this purpose is it's it's for your formation, it's for your development, it's unto an end. And and I think, by the way, that you do that stuff in writing. So that once you have a discussion with someone, you want to capture it in writing and you want to both sign off on it. You want to make sure that the understanding of the relationship is what you think it is. So you define that relationship, kind of negotiate it together. And uh, but you say, look, we're, we are actually going somewhere. This is not just us, you know, having a a baptized episode of Friends. We're going to hang out and drink coffee and, you know, just just be buds. It's really, there's somewhere that we're going with this. And then then the next thing, the seventh thing, that's part of making this ask is taking that a step further. Now you've defined the purpose. Now you have to define the expectations. And Jesus really did this really well. So, In in Matthew 8, 18 through 22, it says this, Now when Jesus saw a crowd around him, so he's in the big group, he's fishing for disciples, he gave orders to go over to the other side, and a scribe came up to him and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. So in other words, are you ready for this lifestyle? Are you ready for the sacrifice? And, And picking up verse 21, Another of the disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. Now, interesting comment here. Uh, The rabbi's expectation was that you would take the rabbi and place them first, even above your own father. This guy's not just talking about burying his dad's body. This guy's talking about going back and finishing out his life with his dad, getting his inheritance, and then coming and following Jesus. So um, it's a bigger picture. His motives aren't quite right. So, in, you know, both guys that Jesus uh, interacts with in this passage, Jesus is laying out the expectations of sacrifice. So here's what this is going to entail. You're going to have to be with me. You're going to have to go where I go. It's not easy. You're going to have to leave your family behind. It's going to cost you. There's going to be sacrifice. So, again, you need to negotiate what the expectations are. You need to clarify. You need to lay out what your expectations are, and you need to ask them, what are your expectations? And honestly, they might have unrealistic, unrealistic expectations of you that you're going to have to kind of mitigate and massage. And, and just to remind you, you know, relationships fail because of unmet expectations. And so most of the reason expectations are unmet is because they are uh, unknown. So if you lay it out, uh, you're going to let them know, here's what the expectations are. I hear what your expectations are of me. Again, capture it in writing. And also make sure what's understood is that this is whole life, that this includes ministry, but this isn't just about the church gig or the thing you do in ministry. It's about your whole life being shaped in Christ. Again, we go back to some of the constructs we've already talked about. Identity, capacity, destiny, holistic formation is key. So that has to make it in the expectations. And and you might have things you want them to read, things you want them to do, things you want them to participate in, that kind of needs to be laid out in advance. Uh, And I have found that in these very intentional uh, mentoring relationships, especially uh, those where I'm raising up future pastors or church planters, it's essential to lay this stuff out on paper. So the eighth and final thing that I think is really important as a factor in starting a mentoring relationship is you have to set the parameters for what this relationship will look like. So the length of time, uh, we're gonna give this a year, we're gonna give this six months, whatever it is, then we're gonna reevaluate. And you you kind of give yourself an out, you give them an out. uh, So there has to be some kind of boundaries to the relationship so that uh, you can set up what it looks like. Uh, When I mentor someone, I go all in, so I give them my cell phone. They have my house number. They can call me whenever they need to. It's not limited to appointment time or, or group time with other leaders. It's, it's kind of 24-7, 365 if they need me. Um, I'm accessible. So I can't do that for everybody, but I can do that for the people that, uh, that I'm, uh, I'm looking for uh, and I'm looking to work with. And so, then also capture these things in writing, so those parameters need to also be written out. So again, let me just go through it. Eight key things: cast vision for mentoring. You're letting them know what you're, why you're doing this, what you're doing. Assess the person for readiness. Are they teachable? Are they ready to go? Ask the Holy Spirit if this is something He wants you to do. Lord, do you want me in this person's life right now? Ask the four questions: Who is Christ in this person? What is Christ doing through this person that I can partner with? And what does Christ want to do through this person that I can facilitate? And finally, how are they doing living in kingdom community? Then, uh, make the ask. You know, extend the invite intentionally. Define the purpose of this relationship. Why are we doing this? Get it in writing. Define the expectations of those relationships. Get that in writing. And then set the parameters, you know, the time bounds, and accessibility boundaries uh, for this uh, relationship as well. Again, get that in writing. So all these things are key to getting up uh, uh, a healthy uh, mentoring relationship with someone that is very intentional, that's very powerful, that's very forward-looking, forward-moving. And it's very encouraging uh, for someone to be engaged at this level because what it says to them is, you are serious about me, you care about me, you love me. And, uh, and so it takes it beyond that casual relationship you might already have with them and you're intentionalizing it and say, okay, we're going somewhere and I'm going to invest in you. I want to, I want to pour what Jesus has given me into you and, and therefore I'm, I'm inviting you into this. And again, they may not take it off the bat. They might come around again in orbit and pick you up on the rebound and that's great, but uh, it's essential that you kind of look at these eight different factors uh, as you're creating healthy mentoring relationships, especially with those that have real potential for the kingdom. So hope this helps. God bless. And we'll be back next week with another edition of The Way of the Master podcast.